Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Today's episode of Saints Happy Hour is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, open Instagram, and type in at sportsdrink, spelled sports drink without the vowels. That's S P R T S. D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew. And Dave. All right, I got uh, a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the... Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. Eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious? Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder? Huh? Got to cut people down all the time? Is that what you got to do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shoot out! <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It is a Wednesday, so we are doing the Twitter spaces. Uh, we're going to try to do this regularly in the off-season. Uh, thanks for joining us. You should support the show uh, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and become a patron. We're the best Saints podcast out there. We do a podcast every day. We have great content. It's amazing. You should support the show. Andrew's with us. Andrew, the coaching search, your, your thoughts as we, I think we're getting near the end because Mickey Loomis said they ain't going to, or I forget who said it, but they're not going to interview him again. So they're just doing one interview, which is really weird to me for a big time job. Okay. like NFL. You know what? First, I got two things to say. First of all, this app was driving me crazy. I had like a Spotify <laughs> green room here because number one, it won't work on the iPad. The iPad says that you know, it, it's not ready for the iPad yet. So explain to me why it works on my iPhone, but not my iPad. That makes no sense. Secondly, I don't know. I, secondly, I was trying to do it on my laptop so I could use the uh, the Blue Yeti, but my laptop, I don't know. I, I was on there. I was listening to everything both of you were saying, but Ralph <laughs> said he couldn't see me. So I don't know what that yeah. was all about. Yeah, La- I, I have to say. Lastly, I also want to say that uh, the first thing I heard when I came back on was Bud Rich going full Ralph 
And he was he kind of mixed Darren, Darren Rizzi, the special teams right. coach for the Saints. He kind of mixed him and Diana Russini. I don't know if you heard that, but it was like he said, I think he said Darren Ruzzini or something. Yeah. Like I, that's kind of, sort I, know of a, like, I know it's just five letters, but I never heard it pronounced in person. I, I know it's, I think it's like what, Rizzi or that something? That sounds like or, the it, worst it's four olive. Letters. It's four that letters. Sounds, it's Rizzi. That Rizzi, sounds like okay. the worst Olive Garden dish ever. You yes. combine Rossini and Rizzi. I, look, like you're normally you're like super on point. So like I just like this is like a unicorn. We just saw you round. <laughs> Bro, right. I guess I've been driving for two plus hours. I'm, I'm I'm in Winfield for my for uh for my job. They needed me out in Winfield for my job because a bunch of people quit. So I'm so I'm exhausted. Get well, cut me a little slack. Well, no, right. no, I'm not, I will not do that because you're never wrong, and this might be the only chance I ever have. <laughs> All right, Jude. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. Final th- final question, buttery. Do you think it's going to be Dennis Allen? Yeah, I, I think I still think it's his to lose. I think. Flores definitely gets a nacho just because with everything he's doing. But if there, I think it's going to come down to three coaches. It's definitely going to be Dennis Allen. It's going to uh, be Brian Flores, and I, and I will say Doug Peterson. I like uh, Aaron Glenn. I mean, if he does get it, that that will be honestly the most surprising one because I can definitely them seeing getting Darren uh, Rizzi, uh the job. But uh, I think it's going to be between Dennis Allen. Uh, Flores and Peterson, and I think it's going to be uh, Dennis Allen probably seven times out of ten. I tell you what, uh, Brian Flores, he has every right to be incredibly angry with the NFL did, but yeah. I have to say, like he he loves to coach, and he might have set his career like burned into the ground over this, which he's totally. Right through Andrew. I don't know how I, I would feel if I'm interviewing for there's only 32 jobs in the world of being an NFL head coach, and I get a text about the job that I'm supposedly going to interview for, and somebody is congratulating me for the job, but they texted the wrong Ralph. I think I might be as mad as Brian Flores was. Like it, it's it's understandable well, and, 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 how mad he was. Two, if you know two Ralphs. You should uh, start re-questioning. <laughs> there's, no, there's no other Ralph in the world besides me that's under the age of 50. Yeah. That's a fact. All right. I will I will also say this. If if a team does hire Flores, because the other job he might get is probably with the Houston Texans. And if both the Saints and the Texans offer him a job, I think he'll just go with the Saints because there's no track record of the owners in the front office being really shitty in terms of personality because we we know the history with the Texans. Well, well, here's the thing with the Texans. Their general manager is on the headset during the game, which is about the most uh screwed up thing I've ever heard. Like there's it's like micromanaging. Ralph, yeah, like that Ralph. That's Don't forget Jimmy Haslam was literally texting Kyle Shanahan <laughs> back when he was the offensive coordinator for the Browns. I forgot, what I forgot that. should call. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, this isn't the most that. absurd thing I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, but, but texting and being on the headset is all a different thing. Um, well, I at least he, at least he's not Mickey Loomis being on the headset listening to the other team. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Saints, right. the Saints shot that down so he, fast. He, he, They're he, like I, John Barr. You're full of I shit. I have changed my mind right. on the coaching search. At first, I don't look at changes every thirty seconds. But at first, I thought I wanted Dennis Allen. I wanted Dennis Allen. I wanted the continuity. There was a lot of reasons to go that route. 
Then I was like, nah, you know, I want Byron Leftwich. He worked with Tom Brady. He won a Super Bowl. I want an innovative, young mastermind coach. And then I saw the Peterson news and I was like, nah, do, we, do we want a coach that won a Super Bowl? Did I just say his name wrong? What was his yeah. name? The guy Peter. with the Eagles. Peterson, yeah, right? Pe- yeah, Peterson, Peterson, yeah. Okay. Just remember, it's, Sorry, there's I, no I, T I in there. Myself. I thought I was, I was uh, doubting myself for a second there. But, so then I was kind yeah. of into that, but I, I've changed my mind again. I want Flores because here's the thing. If you're going to stick it to Roger Goodell, if you're going <laughs> to stick your neck out there like that and go. F- Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Full scorched earth against the NFL and Roger Goodell. That's who I want coaching the Saints. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's the thing. We're already getting all the awful calls. The refs already hate us. They're already paid off to make sure we don't make the Super Bowl cough 2018 cough. So if we're going to be full heel, like why not have Flores as a coach? Bring back Jameis Winston while you're at it, and I'll take the most hated quarterback in the league too. Yeah, Yeah, and and here's the thing. Like you know – Brian Flores, if he's willing to risk his career over a thing that he thinks is right, by the way, and he thinks he, he he's doing this for black well, coaches, he, he's trying he to make right. change. But he is right. He's 100% right. But if he's willing to do that, you know this man, after games, when calls go bad, he's going to give no fucks. And <laughs> oh, his post game will be amazing. I am here for it. Uh I think this needs to ha- I think this needs to happen. And and honestly whoever does hire him will have fan support 100% because I don't think there's any anyone that I've seen that I've seen be vocal that says what Flores is doing is stupid. No, I, I think whoever hires him will be like, "You know what? You're sticking to the NFL. You're sticking <laughs> up for everyone. You you got my back 100%. I'll Here, I'll support you no matter what." Here's here's my question, Andrew, and, and um Butteridge, thanks for thanks for joining us. Andrew, is Michael does Flores, if the Saints would hire him, does it, it infuriate the NFL more and it just makes the Saints the, the perfect wrestling heel? Or is the NFL like grateful to the Saints and they're like, thank God, Gail, you bailed us out. We're gonna fix the comp pick formula that no one understands, and we're gonna give you like five third round picks. I, this I'm gonna year. tell you right now what the NFL wants the Saints to do more than anything, okay? They want them not to hire Brian Flores, but they want them to hire Aaron Glenn. Right now, the NFL is saying, please, Saints, don't hire that guy because he's suing us, and we want to make sure everyone knows he's an idiot and he's wrong. But make sure you hire the other African-American candidate so that we, we can say, see, 
you're, he, he's not getting hired because he's not the right candidate. But by the way, the NFL is all about diversity. Diversity. That, that, that could be the that would be the biggest solid that the Saints could do. Um, but but to the NFL. But we should. But the Saints should never. Yeah. One one final thing on the Brian Flores thing, and this I find hysterically hysterical. Although it probably wasn't hysterical to Brian Flores when he interviewed with Denver. He, he said that John Elway was drunk and they were an hour late. And John Elway was like, no, I wasn't drunk. I was eating the horse paste to I mean, not get COVID. I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. That's why I was late. And the thing is, though, John Elway might be an actual horse. So him <laughs> take eating horse paste, that is a little bit too on the nose. Like, Yeah, I mean – I don't know what John Elway proved with that statement, but I, I, I think it, may, it makes him look worse. Not it, does, it does. Like if, it really at does. least he would he would if he would have been like, yeah, I was, I was just on a bender. You know, we forgot that you had the interview. Things happen. I'm sorry. Saying I was eating the horse paste, like that's worse. But Andrew, that was terrible. Yeah. The title of this Twitter spaces and the title of this podcast. If you're listening later, and if you're listening later. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and become a patron. We need the support. Me and Andrew want to do this full time. I want to be able to just talk Saints from my den all day long and get paid to do it. It's my dream to to be able to podcast the Saints full time as a full time job. Support us so my dreams and Andrew's dreams can happen. The title <laughs> of this pod, the title of this show, is "Why Sean Payton Left the Saints." And I think you made a compelling case to me while we were talking on the phone today earlier about why you think Sean Payton left. Uh, and he wasn't being completely honest at his press conference. I like your theory. Lay it out for the people. Well, I just think if you look at Sean Payton and, uh, I mean, just talking seriously, I know we're all jokes all the time, but I, I think when you look at this past season and you know, he said that he was maybe looking to make a move when training camp started, that this felt like it could be it. I, I think reality kind of set in pretty quick that Drew Brees wasn't there anymore. And then you start to consider Sean Payton cares about his legacy. He cares mm -hmm. about the potential of him getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. Um, and he's looking at a team that no longer has a quarterback. And now as the season evolved, Jameis Winston blew out his ACL. Uh, just as things were getting good, then he couldn't go to Taysom because he had the foot issue. Then he had the concussion. And so – by the time he finally went to Taysom at the end of the year, he broke his foot, and we don't even know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So there was all that. Quarterback is, is big time unsettled. Mm -hmm. On top, on top of that, you're dealing with a situation where you're up against the cap a little bit, and I don't know that there's a bunch of clear answers in terms of where they go from here roster wise. And if you don't resign Armstead and you don't resign. Marcus Williams, this team is probably going backwards. Like at minimum, you need to get those two guys back, but you'd really like to get Quan Alexander back too. And maybe, you know, I mean, Mal they're probably going to lose Malcolm Jenkins. They probably will cut him or he'll, maybe he'll retire. And they're definitely losing Bradley Roby. So like you look at all that in totality and it's going to be hard to be a player in free agency. Again, this roster is probably going backwards. And so it's like, this team is, I mean, if we're being honest and you look at all those things together, and I'm sure Mickey Loomis could cap it together, you know, figure out a way to keep this team competitive, but do you really want to suffer through 
trying to squeak into the playoffs for the next two or three years, or would you be better off ripping it to the studs right now? That That's really, I think, the fundamental question for the Saints. And I think either way, Sean Payton has been with the Saints a long time, and he, I, I just don't think he wants to be around for either of those things. And I just, I want to go back to like the statement that he made that he left it better than he found it. Obviously, from a historical perspective, completely true. From from an accomplishment perspective, completely true. But when you think about what he started with, it was a blank freaking canvas, mm-hmm. man. It was it was it was complete autonomy on who he could add, tons of cap room. He was able to go out in free agency and spend the most money on a quarterback that year. And by the way, he had the number two pick in the NFL, and he would parlay that in taking Reggie Bush. What the Saints have now to the next guy coming in is is a cap situation that's difficult to manage, mm-hmm. tough, de- tough decisions surrounding a bunch of contracts that they're kind of saddled with, like Michael Thomas coming off an injury, Cam Jordan, who is $20 million in dead money, uh, Demario Davis, that's $10 million in dead money and no real cap savings if you cut either of them. And look, those are good players. I'm not saying they should cut them, but I- I'm just saying that's what a new coach is coming into and a mediocre pick at 18. So I do think he left the organization better than he found it in terms of like the structure, the culture, all of those things. But this is not a great situation for a new coach to come into. And I just think Sean Payton probably feels like, hey, I can go do media for a couple of years. And if I want to come back to the NFL, I can pick my spot. And in, and what if at that point, let's say Andy Reid retires? Could you imagine like the opportunity to work, work with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City to go to the Chargers and maybe work with they, The Chargers would fire that coach into the – they're going to fire that coach into the sun if he doesn't make the playoffs this year. Well, right. And then like who, who would be the next logical guy? Well, Like you're trying to develop your superstar quarterback. I cannot think – of a better situation than getting Sean Payton. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I said to you uh, today, and I firmly believe it. And this is for all Saints fans. I think we need to put our "I don't want Sean Payton in Dallas." I think we need to put that aside for the greater good, and we need to treat Dallas like a potential treasure trove of draft picks. What you want as a Saints fan, because Sean Payton is probably going to Dallas. What we want, you don't want Dallas going like 11 and 6, 12 and 5, making the playoffs, and then Mike McCarthy crapping the bed like he always does and Dallas losing. No, 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 no. We need the Cowboys. We need the wheels to come off. I don't know exactly how that would happen because their roster is really good. But that's what we need. We need the wheels of Dallas to come completely off and Jerry Jones to be in a panic and be like, I am 75 years old. I have this loaded roster. We are three and seven. I need Sean Payton now. Mickey Loomis, you want a first and a third. You want a first and a second. Here, get this done. Get Sean on a plane to Dallas. That's what we need. I think we need to treat Dallas like a treasure trove of picks and root for their utter ruination in 2022. Well, my only hesitation there is that then they maybe wouldn't feel like they were close. I actually think like eight and nine would be better because then it could be like, Oh, that's a good point. Blamed only on McCarthy. Oh yeah. 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 Where it's like, we had the roster, we had the talent and McCarthy (laughs) helped 
know, we were this close to making the playoffs. It's almost better, honestly, if they make the playoffs and then lose a home game again. Like lose to a team that's grossly inferior and just get housed in the playoffs. That would you know actually that's better. I have the dream scenario. I have it. Number two seed Dallas, first week, wild card weekend, playing the eight, eight, and one NFC South division champion, New Orleans Saints. (laughs) And the Saints go to Dallas, win. And before Mickey Loomis gets on the bus to fly back to New Orleans, the trade with Sean Payton is finalized. <laughs> How about that? Do we like? I like it. I like I that like thing. Yeah. Um, so the thing is with the Saints, you look at their – you mentioned their roster and what they have to do. I look at Mobile and – um, I know people are still saying that Pickett, the quarterback for Pittsburgh, he might be there because apparently he has the he has the hand size of a child, um, and his hands are s- small and tiny, so he might not get picked. But but I just look at him, he's and got, I, he's got Joe Burrow to do. He's, <laughs> he's got the Joe Burrow. Yeah, everybody needs to stay away. But I really think that he like. I think he's as likely to be the Saints' quarterback in twenty twenty two as Russell Wilson. I really one hundred percent believe that. Um, well, because you, you think he's going top ten, I I think he's going top ten. Yeah. So that so then it becomes: is it Carson Strong? Is it Willis? What are they What are they going to do at quarterback? And also, too, like if they decide that they want to go rookie quarterback, and they and they decide, hey, maybe they decide, hey, we we like three of them. They still kind of have to hedge. Who do you think? would be the veteran quarterback that they would sign if Jameis leaves or whatever. Who's the veteran that they sign in case it all goes wrong in the draft and they have like a run at quarterback and the Saints are holding the bag at 18 and they're like, we didn't get the rookie quarterback we want and we don't have Jameis. We signed this guy as like plan C. Who do Dude, you think it would you, you don't You don't want to know. I mean, I don't even think we want to go down this road and have this conversation. Because it's it's going to get dark and it's going to get sad real quick. I mean, I, I, I know that you – know you know I told you who plan B was if they didn't sign – if they didn't re-sign Jameis this year. Uh, Jacoby Brisket from the Colts? Yes, yes. The, the Dolphins? Yeah, he, he, he was plan B. So, um, you know, that, that would have been the guy if they had lost Jameis. And so – yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go down this path. So anyway, the the point is, it, but but look, drafting a quarterback is interesting because, and I do think this team is in a conundrum here in the sense that, do they go for it? And it's not. I mean, Nick Underhill says they're going for it, so he he thinks that they're gonna try to field the most competitive roster. They'll navigate the Loomis method again and try to field the most competitive roster they can and, and go for the NFC South and. There is some merit to it, I think, in the sense that at least right now, before free agency start, it seems like the NFC South is the most non-competitive division of football. Or or it'll be competitive in the sense that they all suck, but like there, there's it's... no team that stands out as very good. And so even if the Saints field a less good team than they have the last two years, and that feels like a given, honestly, um, unless they have less injuries, obviously, but but – even if they have at, at the start of the season, right, going into the season, a weaker roster, they could still win the division based on what we're looking at right now. So that would be one path to go. The other path would be, like I said, rip it, rip it to the studs. And like, you know me, Ralph, like I'm always rooting for a win. I never play for draft picks. Yeah. I, I don't want my team to play for draft picks, but like 
there, I do think there's some merit to it here. Like, let's get the cap in order your first year with your new coach. Like let's, let's let him build the way he wants to build it. And it, you know, if we, if we have to trade a bunch of players, get a bunch of assets in the draft and then mm-hmm. re- reload and then be ready to go in 2023. Once you've cleaned the cap up a little bit, I, I think there's merit to that approach. But do, do you think Sean Payton is, left because Taysom Hill didn't suck his dick well enough? Oh, Peter, Peter, why you got to be that way? I, uh, I mean, I would say <laughs> did you, this. Did you let him in or did he sneak in? He, I let him in. He, I requested to speak. I didn't know he was gonna. I was gonna talk about oral sex with Sean. But I will say this: uh, it's hard to ha- it's hard to do. You know, poor Taysom's got two bum feet, Peter. I don't think he's worried about about, about oral sex. I will say, I will say this though about the Saints and the, and the and the case I'm for pretty, the. I'm, I'm pretty sure Taysom Hill wouldn't allow that. That's against, yeah, no. It's, against his he, he's Mormon. He's clean cut. Yeah. Yeah, but but the reason I think you can make the case for the Saints doing a full rebuild is if the Saints were in another division like the NFC West, let's say, or the AFC West, where you're going to play Mahomes twice and Derek Carr twice and Herbert twice, you go on and do a full rebuild. You might not be. It's legitimately you could be like we might not be competitive till twenty twenty seven or whatever. You can look at the NFC South and you could be like. Everybody sucks. Now is the time to do the complete rebuild because no one's going to be good for two or three years. And we're just evening the playing field and let's build it. Let's tear it down and build it up right and count on Carolina not knowing what they're doing, Tampa not knowing what they're doing, and Atlanta not knowing what they're doing, which is a pretty good bet historically. So I can see the case for uh Tearing it down. I just don't think they will because as any NFL person person or you'll t- you'll you'll say, look, when you have a roster that you think can win a division title, you don't tear it down. And that's why even when Drew Brees left this past year, the Saints weren't tearing that thing down. You do not tear a team that's gone 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. You don't tear that down, right? So I think the case the case for them. They're not going to tear it. They, I don't think they want to tear it down, but free agency is not a guarantee. You don't know how it's going to go. What if they decide not to tag Marcus Williams and they can't re-sign Armstead and they can't get a, a contract well, extension? Th- this, is, this is why I think they need to draft a quarterback no matter what because that's a common denominator with either approach. And I, I say that because if you're trying to develop a roster, you rip it to the studs and you're, you're trying to build from scratch, you need a quarterback to build that around. You need your franchise guy. You see, you, you've mm-hmm. seen how far that's gotten Cincinnati in just two years, right? You find that guy, yes, you're set. Um, and if you're a team that is struggling with the cap, man, what better thing? than to have a guy on a rookie salary as your starting quarterback. For four right? years. For four years. Yes. So I, either way, regardless of what their approach is, the best case scenario here is to come out of the first round with a quarterback that can actually give you plus play you know, in a couple of years. So I, I kind of look at it as either way, man, if you can get a guy like a Carson Strong in your building and he's, and he's your guy. And look, it's a great thing that Taysom Hill is on the roster. Maybe he starts this year and – 
because you know eventually he's going to get hurt and someone's going to have to come in for him. So like if that's strong, that would be great. And maybe he gets some reps his rookie season and then eventually he's the full-time starter in year two kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's fascinating, especially with Armstead because I was under the impression like during the year, I was like, Armstead, he's hurt all the time. He's not going to get a big deal. He's going to get like a one year, really nice. deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he was rated number two on ESPN's free agents. 25 list. million a year. Some team is going to pay him like he wasn't injured in 2021. And their reasoning is going to be, we have to spend this money. Let's just get the most elite player we can get on the offensive line. And let's just hope he's healthy. Like Cincinnati. No, no, it's it's not even that, Ralph. It's realistically, they look at it like this. Realistically, we're getting Armstead for 11 games this year. I will take Armstead for 11 games over the bullshit that we've had attacked <laughs> 17 all day every day that's what every nfl team is saying yeah so he's gonna get he's gonna get paid i and i just like i, I don't don't see him giving the saints i don't see him giving the saints a discount because like i don't think the saints would come close to paying him 25 million so it would be, have to be like it would have it would almost be like the Demario Davis deals, but even more ridiculous that he would have to give the Saints on a discount. I think, and I just I don't I don't see it. Well, you know, if they let him walk, the odds of taking yet another offensive line. I, I just oh I that no, for the fans that all, all want him to walk, <laughs> so the Saints don't have to pay him twenty five million dollars a year. I get it, but what you're rooting for, if you're saying you want Armstead to walk is you're rooting for another offensive line to be taken in the first round. I'm just saying. You can't have it both ways. So, like, yeah, pick one. I mean, not only that, I I could see if Armstead leaves, I could see the Saints not moving up, like, drastically, but I could see them being like, hey, here's a third-round pick. We'll do the Jamal Brown thing where we move up five spots to get that number one tackle on our board, which I think would send Saints Twitter into a a sadness spiral that (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> would take all off you know, to, to recover from. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't see – I see the biggest challenge this offseason with the Saints. I don't I don't see it at coach because uh, they have some great candidates that they're interviewing right now. I mean, in all seriousness, you mm-hmm. know, I like Flores. I, I think there's a lot of reasons why you probably just go with Dennis Allen and maybe that's the route they go. I like Aaron Glenn a lot. I like Darren Rizzi. Like it, I, I think they've got some great candidates. I still hope they give uh, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs a shot, Eric. The enemy? Yep. Uh, so, you know, I, I'd love to see him come in for an interview. But, like, I, I think there's some good candidates here. So, like, and, and they're doing their due diligence and they're being methodical about it. You know Mickey Loomis isn't going to fast track this and, and do a sloppy job here. He's going to make a good pick. So I'm not worried about Coach. I'm a little worried about quarterback, but I feel like at least they've got Taysom Hill. So at least they have something. Like, it's not that I think Taysom Hill's great or anything, but at least at least he can make plays with his feet, you know. So like, I, I, I'm not too worried about receiver. Like they can find a receiver, you know. Can they? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can they though? Like I thought that this off season, and I was like, ah, Kenny Stills, he can be a 40 catch receiver. It'll be okay. And it was not okay, Andrew. It was not okay. Kenny Stills was in fact not. <laughs> 
a 40 catch receiver. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear you, but, but my, my, I actually think the thing that concerns me the most is how much they've invested in the offensive line and how much it's blown up in their face. Now, they, they had a lot of injuries, but I think at this stage you have to say Andrews Pete has been a, a disappointment, that he has not lived up to the contract. Cesar Ruiz has not lived up to the first-round draft pick status. So, like, you feel good about McCoy. You feel good about Ramchek. Everything else is a question mark right now. Left yeah. tackle, left guard, right guard. And so what was once a strength, we were talking about a year ago, Ralph, going into this season. That's right. That the Saints were maybe the best starting oh, five offensive line right. in the NFL. And they were going to cry. And saying with James Hurst, you know, with Hurst, they were even one deep. We're like, if someone went down, he, they could plug him in anywhere and still be probably a top 10 offensive line, right? But, like, that never materialized. They had injuries. They had poor play. Ruiz was the only one that really played the whole season and, and stayed healthy, and he was the worst one of them all. That was, that was the worst scenario in terms of which one would stick around for 17 games. <laughs> so... I mean, he's a, I, I don't think you can hand him a starting job next year. He's got to have competition. And, and, like, what do they do on the offensive line is the biggest concern to me because I don't think they can bring these five guys back. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. And the thing is, it's, it's, it's funny because I remember in like 2018, 2019, and 2020, we were like, Oh, this offensive line is so it, at the end of the year, it's so banged up. It's not playing as good as it had in the middle of the year. If they could just have a year where they were healthy, what we didn't realize is 2018, 2019, and 2020 was the healthy offensive line. This year was the bad scenario. Uh, and it you're you're hundred percent right. And and I don't know what you, you you got like you said, you got it, you gotta bring in at least a guard, you gotta bring in like a Nick East. Eason quality guy to compete with Ruiz. Like you, you have to do that. And it, if, if Armstead leaves, they will a hundred percent draft a tackle in the first or second round, because I don't think they trust young, although he did look good against the Eagles that one game, um, you know, yeah. uh, but they're, they'll do it. And, and the thing is with the saints is it's so difficult if they go if, if they if they go significantly backwards in free agency and guys leave, because now this roster, you have holes different places. You have the giant hole at quarterback and receiver. So they go backwards. The fun part is, though, the NFC South is poverty. So, I mean, like right now. Who, who scares you the most between – I mean, I, I think Tampa is going to be in full rebuild. I, I don't really see a scenario – where Tampa gets anything other than much worse than they were a year ago. <laughs> I could I could be proved wrong, but I, I think they're going to roll with 
Trask at quarterback. I think oh. maybe, maybe they keep their defense, but like make it you know, so. Wish it into yeah. ex- speak it into existence. I think Fournette's <laughs> gonna leave. I think Gronkowski's gonna retire. So I you know, I think they're gonna lose a lot of a lot of people. But well, and I, I just think, yeah, I think Arians is gonna retire. I, I just look and, and Arians has said to everybody on the coach staff, you can go and get a you don't you can leave. And it doesn't have to be for a promotion. Like you could just go. So like they know. And the thing about Tampa is they did the sort of Saints cap shenanigans last year to keep the roster together. And they got credit for it. Whereas the Saints do it. It's it's mortgage in the future. It's terrible. You're in Capel. Tampa did it last year. It was brilliant keeping their team together. Right. But here's the thing. Tampa had never operated that way previously, like the Saints. Saints is that's how that's normal operating procedure for the Saints. I think there's a case to be made that Tampa, their owners are going to be like, we did Loomis math for Brady. It was cool. We won a title. We almost won a title the second year. We're not doing that again. So we're hitting full reset. The team that scares me the most in the South, I think, and this is going to sound crazy, is Carolina. Because Matt Rule, he will do anything to get a good quarterback. He will mortgage every asset possible. Because if that dude starts one and four, he's getting fired. Right? So right. I, I think the team that scares me, though, because Carolina's defense is pretty good. They got McCaffrey. They got some nice receivers. They scare me the most. Like if they go get Watson or they go got, they got Russell Wilson or whoever – they would they scare me the most because a quarterback could make them very competitive. I think Atlanta, they're I'm still going to be mad. I'm with you, but I don't really know what they do about Sam Darnold because he that that's just, they only have 13 million in, in cap space. And now, granted, we know Loomis has proven that 13 million in cap space yeah. might as well might as well be infinity. But but. Darnold is 18 he's almost 19 million against the cap yeah in 2022 and I mean they, they could cut him post June 1st and and get you know well actually no he's in the final year of his deal so they can't so he, he's basically 18 million 19 million against the cap and they really like who who are they going to trade him for right if they trade him then whoever takes him would take on all of that well they're going to do that they'll do they, I'll tell you what they'll do They'll look at the teams with ridiculous amount of cap space, and they'll do the Brock Osweiler deal that that's the Texans that the Texans that the Texans they'll say, "Hey, Jacksonville or whoever crappy team with or, or, or hey Jets with forty five million in cap space, will you take Sam Darnold back and we'll give you a twenty twenty three second, which by the way." Would be the most hilarious scenario in this that they trade him back to the Jets yeah. and have to give the Jets another pick to get rid of him. Um, we would just dunk on Matt Rule for days over that. Maybe for that might be all time. We just dunk on him forever. But Carolina does scare me in that Matt Rule. He's not going to like like the Saints. Yes, they want a quarterback, but Mickey Loomis knows his job's secure. They're not, no one's getting fired if the Saints make a bad coaching hire right in front of us. So the Saints, they have limits that they'll do to get Pickett, to get Russell Wilson, to get whoever, right? Carolina, I don't think 
they, they have limitations on what they'll do to get a quarterback. And they, they scare me the most. Atlanta, they won um, seven games, but they are a, they were a fraud because all their they, they, every game they played, they either got housed or won by four. So they, they their record is kind of a fraud, and they still have a lot of issues with the Saints. And they don't have a – I mean, Matt Ryan's not going to play forever, and he looks he's, – he's still – functional but his arm is completely cooked he's like end stage breeze so i I just look at the south man and it's like if you told me right now that the saints would go nine and eight in 2022 i would sign on the dotted line for that right now and i would take my chances that i'm going to be hosting a playoff game seriously andrew like if i said 2022 saints you get nine wins right now would you take it 100 percent how how good how good would you feel about winning the division with nine wins? I'd I'd need you to tell me who the starting quarterback is for each team going into the season. Because like yeah, if Watson goes to Carolina, then that's that's a game changer. I would say Jameis is back in Tampa. Jameis is back to Tampa. Jameis is back in Tampa. No chance, no chance. Matt Ryan is quarterback for Atlanta and. Carolina has Jimmy G. <laughs> yes, I'll take my chance. But there's no way James is going back to Tampa. Zero chance. Zero chance. Who? Zero. Well, who's it? Who's it going to be then for Tampa? Like, what are they going? I don't know what they do. If they go full rebuild, then they can they can just do whatever they want, right? Yeah, I I think. I mean, Trask I think has as good of a chance as anyone. I mean, they did pick him in the second round, so you know he is supposed to be the heir. But I don't remember a single thing he did at Florida. Like a single solitary thing that, that he's not he's not good. <laughs> the funny thing with Tampa is uh, Byron Leftwich leaves, Bruce Arian retires, so then their whole coach their whole like coaching situation is blown up. And here's the thing: like Tampa, they do not have a history of making good decisions. Like Tom Brady went down there because they had a nice roster, it worked out. But like Tampa's history, they make horrible coaching hires like i would love i would love for tampa to be in a little bit of chaos right about now i think i think it would work out very well for the saints um yeah who else do we got in our listeners i, I see uh ryan's in here skooks my dad yeah. jason anybody want to speak up and yeah we're, we're, chime in say what's yeah up we're gonna us? we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say about uh about five or ten more minutes Just chime in speak up and as long as you're not talking about Taysom Hill giving getting or giving or Felicia will let you will let you speak. Um, (laughs) But I like it. It's it it uh it reminds me of my old WWL days when I had to play goalie and not let the crazy people through the hotline to talk to Buddy D and like you had a call screen and you would talk to him before. Didn't he call those the squirrels? He's because well no the squirrels could get through. It's the people that would be obscene or whatever. The squirrels were the squirrels were fine, but so you had to like talk to them. And like, figure out: Are they a regular caller? Are they a squirrel? Are they a person trying to get on air and make an ass of themselves? Uh, so that was the thing, and you only had like a minute to talk to them because the the call board with Buddy D was just, you know, it would overflow every night, you know. Um, so it was a, it was a it was a just skill that you kind of had to like uh, work on over over time. So uh, we got. Torrance, he wants to speak. Torrance, uh, thoughts on the Saints coaching search? Uh, I do have one question. This is about the draft. Uh, 
Is there any one quarterback that you think can like Ben Roethlisberger rookie year keep it together mm. while the Saints are still competitive and then turn it over to him? Any one in particular? Thanks yeah, for the question, Torrance. Andrew, yeah, you go ahead. One. Well, I I don't know that there is one in this class that. So you're basically, I mean, and let's be honest, like when Russell Wilson and, and Ben Roethlisberger first started, they were very much game managers. And I actually think, like, I look at Matt Corral and Sam Howell, like, to me, those are unexciting quarterbacks that are not as good as Mac Jones, but, like, they're probably the most likely to, like, I look at Carson Strong and Kenny Pickett, who, in my opinion, are the two best quarterbacks in this draft. I think... They're, those guys are guns. Those guys are gunslingers. I mean, those guys have the arm to push it down the field, especially strong. They're both accurate. They're playmakers. So, like, I think with those guys, you're probably dealing with like best case scenario. It would be a Herbert situation where like pretty good in year one, and then by year two, full go kind of thing, right? Like that would be the best case scenario for those guys. But I don't think either is maybe quite as good as Herbert, but. I think they could be really good quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Malik Willis, to me, is a complete project. And to me, like you, you don't draft him expecting him to really contribute much in year one, maybe even year two. You know, he's kind of he's going to be an electric, explosive player in the league. His ceiling is maybe. I mean, I, I hate Lamar. to compare him to Lamar Jackson because that's just such a silly, like you know. But, but, but. That, I mean, that, that that's he's an explosive playmaker, and so that, that, that could be. But his throws are so off-platform every time. It's just going to take work to get him there. So he's kind of like the complete opposite of Mac Jones, right? Um, so I don't know that I would say that there's a quarterback in this class that's like a Mac Jones where you feel like he's polished, he's ready to go, there, where he doesn't maybe have as much upside. Like you're going to get pretty much what you can expect right off the bat. Um, but I do think – like the ceiling for a guy like even Willis, but certainly Pickett and Strong is much, much higher than Mac Jones. Well, and the final thing, Torrance, is, and thanks thanks for chiming in, is um, I just think the Saints, the success of the rookie quarterback really, really depends on the roster. Like if the Saints, if they bring, if they somehow bring back Armstead, right, and you have a healthy offensive line and you have Kamara and uh, Ingram gets healthy and you get like one more magical year out of Ingram and Thomas comes back. That's already a lot of ifs. That's a lot of ifs, right? But if you have most of that happen, then you can have a quarterback that you're like, hey, dude, just don't turn it over. We're going to run the ball down team's throats. We're going to play awesome defense with Dennis Allen. You got a a shot at it, I think, you know? Um, So it depends. I'll say this. I don't think Pickett's going to be the coach, but I think there's a there. If Pickett falls to like pick seven, the Mickey Loomis Yolo trade flag goes up, and we are in a a trade warning level five because I think the Pickett because if Pickett gets to seven to ten, then you can give him the twenty twenty three first. And boom, you're there and you, you can get him. So we'll have to see. The interesting thing, too, at quarterback. We, we, he, we got JP on here, right? Okay, JP, go ahead. Oh, oh I, I was I wanted to hear what Ralph had to say. Oh. 
<laughs> no, I I think um I think it's interesting. JP, who who at quarterback would make you drive your car in a ditch if you heard it as breaking news in your car for the Saints at quarterback for a trade or or just a signing? I mean, uh, um, Cousins. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> would you rather Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Gun to your head. Ooh, that's tough. Probably. I would have probably Cousins because Cousins is so risk averse. I feel like if the Saints could play good def- could play good defense, it might not be a disaster with Cousins. Jimmy G would be a disaster with the Saints. You know, apparently Jimmy G was pretty badly injured towards the end of the year. So I might give him a little bit of a pass, but still, I, I mean, can we, can we find some division three rookie? I mean, we still have Ian book. Wouldn't we rather have book than cousins or Jimmy G? You know, I thought that until I saw the dolphins game and, and I know I, you know, I, I, I swore I would never hold that game against him for all the reasons that it, you know, but yeah, uh, that start was so bad. I mean, all right, well uh, guys, look, the Super Bowl is in two Sundays, and I, I, I don't know if I can watch it. I, I can't take it because we can't have the Rams win that game. No. <laughs> I think – I don't I, know. I, I just – I just I think I'm going to get off social media. I may quit watching the NFL forever. I just – I can't have the Rams win that game. Yeah, McVay is – people that get him coffee are still getting jobs. Apparently the Vikings are going to hire the Rams offensive coordinator. And, and I don't get it. I, I just, I, I just don't get it. So, all right, thanks, guys. Okay, thanks, thanks, JP. No, thanks. you know, I, I think it's uh, there's. You see them make all these moves, right? Get Odell Beckham, trade for Von Miller. Uh, yeah, give a give up all their draft picks for uh, for Ramsey, and man, I just feel like Sean Payton is famous for for saying this line, and it's that. When you win a Super Bowl, all your decisions are confirmed. Basically, it, it proves right every decision that you've made yeah. up to that point where you win a Super Bowl. That's right. So I just feel like that will crystallize McVay and and moving from St. Louis to Los Angeles, the great city of Los Angeles, and, and you know, like it, the whole thing is going to make me want to puke. Yeah, so I'm same. with you, JP. Like it's already gotten to this point; it's already sickening enough. But if they can get their guts ripped out at the finish line, I can live with that. Yeah, it would be great if they got jobbed. Like, like if Cincinnati would get like a fifth down to win the Super Bowl. That, I mean, that would be the best case scenario, honestly. Yeah, because like, I, I, I would actually prefer a scenario where they unjustly win, this, lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that's kind of like it's kind of like the Bomani Jones thing that he was saying. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be legitimate. We don't. We no. don't want it. We don't want it to be legitimate. I actually we... prefer that it's legitimate. <laughs> the maximum pain, anger, and sorrow, and all of it that it causes the three dudes that are Rams fans in the world. Like I want that. Here's the thing that's crazy about this Super Bowl. You have Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. Whoever wins that game gets to say, bleep you, I won the Super Bowl, I'm legend forever. Because if it's Joe Burrow, he will have taken 
Ed Ogeron, a.k.a. the Cajun Muppet, to a national title. And he will have dragged Zach Taylor to a Super Bowl victory. He's just legend forever. If Matt Stafford wins, he's probably going to Canton. So, like, it, it, it's one of those things where, like, it affects ever like, makes, it's like, it, it's like being a mob. It's like you become I mean, a made, made I'm, guy. I'm with JP. I want the Bengals to win this game so bad. So bad. But two, two things about this game that kind of, A, A, I just want to say this about Matt Stafford, like, He's totally inoffensive to me. Like, I don't mind him. I kind of like him as a quarterback. Like, it's very, very annoying to me that the Rams got him and that, like, you can't he's, hate stu- he's stuck on this team that I have to hate. So, like, I hate him by extension, but, like, but I don't hate Matt Stafford. So, it's kind of annoying to me that Stafford's their quarterback. The second thing is, Man, this Bengals offensive line. I'm worried, I'm worried that Aaron Donald is going to have double-digit sacks in this game alone. It might be. Would Caesar Ruiz, would he be the worst starting offensive lineman on the Bengals? No. <laughs> Their tackles are so And let bad. me tell you something else, Ralph. You know that run that uh, Cam Jordan was on? Yeah. Eight and a half sacks in four games. Like Donald's going to do that in one game. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I almost, I almost called him Sam Darnold. So that's, that's Sam Sam Darnold. The thing is, Kansas City's pass rush wasn't great. So even when they got up 20, 21 to 3, they couldn't unleash. Dude, if the Bengals fall behind the Rams, Vaughn Miller and Darnold. Kurt. It's curtains. Like, good night. The thing that the Cincinnati really needs to do, it sounds kind of counterintuitive. They need to actually go like empty and just spread the Rams out and throw the ball all over the place. Um, but we'll see. We got time to talk about the Super Bowl. Guys, thanks for joining us on the Twitter, Twitter spaces. We're going to try to do this, if not every week, every other week during the offseason, but we're trying to keep it going. And hey, support the Saints Happy Hour. If you become a patron, you get the Discord, you get awesome swag, and people, Andrew, they email me, they DM me, they say, Ralph, I hate your stupid ads that you run during the show. Patrons, they have a custom RSS feed, they get podcast no ads. <laughs>